Welcome to the Borough Life Podcast with James and Rosie. Every month we chat to local guests to celebrate the great things happening in and around Wigan Borough. Let's get started, shall we? Hello and welcome to the first Borough Life Podcast of 2024. Rosie, Happy New Year. We've got a great episode coming up. Talk us through who have we got coming up today. Absolutely. So we've got two instructors from our Be Well service. We've got Danielle and Faisal, who both do very different sports, but they're here to talk to us about how we can keep that new year, new me vibe going all year round with some sustainable health and fitness goals. And then we catch up with Joe, who works here in the council in our customer services team about our here for you cost of living campaign one year on. So listeners to the podcast will perhaps remember Joe from our very first episode, Rosie, all the way back this time last year. So Joe's coming back on. She's one of your favourites to talk about the campaign that you two work so hard together on. Yeah, so it'll be fascinating to find out how that's moved on over the last 12 months. Obviously, cost of living crisis hasn't gone anywhere, but there's there's tons of positive updates, isn't there, about the support that's been provided through that campaign. Absolutely. So should we go into the first interview? I think we should. Let's get going for 2024. Hi everyone and I'm here with two of Be Well's finest instructors. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? So I'm Danielle. I am a wellbeing instructor specialising in dance. And I'm Faisal. I'm a fitness instructor specialising in boxing and soon to be a professional boxer as well. It's really great for you to be in the studio with us. We've got you in on a really kind of grey and horrible rainy day in Wigan Town Centre. But we wanted to, to get you on to talk about the rest of the year in 2024 and setting some kind of realistic like health and well-being goals. So our listeners might be thinking they've just come out of that period where people might have set some you know new year's resolutions and and trying to uh, hit certain targets i'm going to let you into a bit of a, a secret i've been saying it all week to, to the team i hate setting new year's resolutions in january because it's just the worst time of year to do it i think so could you give us a bit of a just general advice on what's an offer at be well but also yeah just if, if people want to kind of make some positive change for for 2024 so throughout the leisure centers we offer a range of different inductions and services so there's things like swimming, there's sauna and steam room that we have there. There's also loads of different classes. We're just there to help and support people and guide them as they're, as they're training. We're always on hand to offer help to people when they need it. Yeah, and I think obviously with the Be Well team, I know I've had quite a lot of people signing up for January. You get that kind of influx of people thinking, right, new year, new goals, let's get moving. Um, and you kind of see like the first week, it's not that busy. Maybe the second week, a little bit busier. And towards the end of January, you do see people dropping off. So you'll see a lot of new faces throughout. If you agree, Faisal, that you yeah, get definitely. quite a lot of people coming along just to kind of try it out, test the water, see if this is something for them. A lot of time it's like they bite off more than they can chew. They might go to like five classes and they've not done anything over Christmas and it's a little bit too much. But then you do get the people who set themselves reasonable targets and they'll think, right, I'm going to go to one class a week and then they'll continue to come. So I do think that it's about making like small changes rather than a vast change and trying to stick to that, just making like healthy habits. Mm. That's not something that's, you know, an unreasonable set yourself up to fail target. Um, and with the Be Well program, I work on weight management myself. So I do a 12 week dance program. So they'll come along to me for the 12 weeks. And I do sometimes get, you know, committed 12 week periods of people attending especially in January I do see some people come in and they, they might attend one class they might attend two and that might be it 
And it's our like job as the instructors to actually try to get them to stay, try to get them to commit. Might be that dance isn't the thing that they're after. Maybe it's that they might fancy swimming. They might fancy coming along doing the boxing. We've got loads on offer, so it's trying to find something that's suitable. I mean, there's loads going on. There's normally something that everybody can enjoy and get into like a habit that's going to be lasting rather than throwing themselves in and it being a bit too intense. It's realistic goals, isn't it, to try and set. So like you were saying, like whether if it's one class a week or because you can always build up, can't you, rather than going like kind of all in at the start and it's just not being sustainable. So what are your kind of like top tips for, for anybody at the start of that like journey and that they're thinking of getting involved, but maybe they're a bit either like reluctant or they've not been to the leisure centres before? What advice would you give to them? In December, it's a very heavy period where you're going to be eating a lot, you're going to be going out a lot, drinking a lot, and then people then feel maybe a little bit guilty that they want to straight away, when January comes, start on their fitness goals, and then they'll, you know, push themselves into three, four different classes, they'll come to the gym all the time, and then after the first week, they're completely burnt out, their body is in bits, and then they're more likely to stop, whereas if they came and spoke to us, and then we set themselves realistic goals, everyone's different, everyone has specific goals and needs, then we'd be able to advise them a lot better and then set themselves realistic goals that they're able to then maintain. And then it's all about progressive overload where they progressively just get fitter and stronger and healthier. And then by the end of maybe six to eight weeks, they're then able to do their own thing. And they're, on, they're at a fitness and strength level where it's going to be maintainable and they're, they're able to then push on further. Yeah, I do think that one of my top tips is for, I would say for anybody, but mainly with me, I have women who come, they might be a little bit anxious about actually coming into a gym facility. When you hear the word gym, sometimes you think everyone's going to be fit. That's not the case. It's, you know, we have everybody coming to the gym from, from different backgrounds, different sizes, different shapes. You've got everybody coming and, and joining together. My advice is that if you come to something that's more social, and kind of get into a group um, of people. So attending a class, it might be a virtual class if you're a little bit timid about going into the classes, feeling a bit anxious, going into a virtual class to see what it's going to be like or going to a live class. Maybe you've got a friend who can come with you or a sibling or even if it's your mum or your dad, whoever wants to come along, joining in. And I think that social aspect of it kind of helps you stick to it because it's not only yourself that's then accountable. Other people might be relying on you to attend that class because they might be in the same boat. So I would say that creating a social atmosphere is, is what I would use as my kind of top tip. So I would say that that social kind of guidance does help and being in a surrounding where you feel comfortable is, is really important. And it's our job as instructors to make it as welcoming as possible, which is what we try and do. I think that's a really good point about gym is for everyone as well, because sometimes you can have maybe an unrealistic expectation of, oh, it's not for me, so I just won't go. And it can feel a bit intimidating, can't it? One of the things that I kind of notice about your uh, service particularly is it just sounds really fun. Yeah. So I was going to ask what kind of dance you do and if anyone's if anyone's interested, do they get involved? Yeah, of course. So I've been dancing professionally for the last 10 years and my main background that I've done is Latin style. So in my classes, I teach a lot of Latin based. So if you think Strictly Come Dancing, what the celebrities are going through at the beginning where they've got to learn all of the basic steps, it's a bit like that. So it's not like Zumba in a way because it's not all follow along. I actually teach you. So they come out learning something and I think that that's really important, learning a new skill. 
can actually keep you going to something. And I feel like everybody learns something within the class. The first class is always the hardest to guarantee. If you come to the first class, you might be a bit like overwhelmed thinking, oh, what step was that? But once you do it more and more, the more often you do it, the more steps you'll learn and the more confident you'll feel. You come out feeling like an auto, you know, at the end of the class. So I would say um, just it's it doesn't matter if you're doing the right leg, left leg, wrong leg, whatever leg, as long as you're having fun. I'm a little bit daft in the classes, I like telling jokes and keeping everybody smiling, using those abdominals by just either laughing at me, but, you know, keeping it in a fun, like, friendly atmosphere. Uh, for anybody who wants to give it a go, I do have leisure timetable classes. If you are wanting to do the weight management programme, of which I have nutrition alongside the dance, you can sign up, do a self-referral, do it online. It might not be that you want to do dance, but you might need some nutrition advice. You might need some help with any long-term conditions. So it's it's then going to those health professionals and saying, well, what to be well have on offer. We are advertised in, in a lot of the health environments, uh, clinics. I mean, you was on my bus stop at the bottom of my road, weren't you? And the poster, Faisal, advertising for the uh, leisure facilities. So you can find us uh, quite easily. There's the... Um, Phone number if you do want to call 0942 496 496 for the weight management and directly get through to our memberships as well. Faisal, I was going to ask, yeah. have you been to the dance classes to help you with your quick feet to get you around um, the ring? I haven't, no. It's, <clears throat> it has I been on the agenda. I have shown you a yeah. few steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are hopefully going to swap skills. I was just going to ask a little bit more about you. So that, that background in, in, in the ring and like yeah. a, as a boxer. So I've got friends who... who do that kind of exercise because it's good for your mental well-being as well, isn't it? Having those uh, boundaries almost and, and ha yeah, having that discipline. So yeah. can you maybe just talk us through about your boxing sure uh, journey? Yeah, so um, my boxing journey started back in 2007. That's when I had my first fight at eight years old. And then from there it grew and I boxed uh, as an amateur under Wigan ABC with John Lyon, who's obviously got an MBE, two-time Olympian as well. And then I moved to London and then I boxed for England in 2015. I won a GB title for England. I won the London title and got to a national final as well for Repton. And then I've just built on that. And then finally, I've decided to take the turn to turn professional. So I'm in, currently in the process of doing my pro license and then hopefully take it as far as I can and put Wigan on the map. So it could be this could be the year of your first like pro bout. Yeah, definitely, bout. 100 will be brilliant. Yeah. Right, looking to fight three times this year. Oh wow! Right, okay. Well, we'll have to keep up with you then yeah, throughout definitely. the year and start, see how you get on. What 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 classification are you? Uh, I'll be super lightweight, which is 63.5 kilos. Right, right. We'll have to follow Faisal's uh, progression through this definitely. year then. <laughs> so throw it back to to both of you. I was just going to ask. I feel like for for you guys that it must be so great to see. You know, you you following people who come in at maybe at this time of year and then. You get to know them for you know yeah. for months, don't you? Uh, we see the same sort of people in every single day, and then when you see the same people in all the time, and then you don't see them, you're like, "Where's this person?" Because um, it's it's more of like a community, and it's like Danielle said before about the the social aspect of it, especially at the start when people might be feeling anxious or nervous to start, and then they come in, and then they see these people that are welcoming, and everyone's friendly, and everyone's chatty, and you know, people are getting to know each other. Fitness is for everyone. And there's no one that should be excluded from from being able to, to exercise and train and obviously feel great about themselves. Well, I do find my job very rewarding. I mean, I get to see like uh, people on the on the weight loss journeys. So it might not be necessarily that they do end up losing weight at the end of the programme, but they're happier. And to me, that's even more of a reward for somebody who's coming in confidently walking through the door. Maybe in the first week they came in with like a large baggy T-shirt or large jogging bottoms and the, in the 
end of the 12 weeks they're coming in with a tank top and leggings I mean just that confidence change is for me rewarding to see I mean I have had obviously really really good results with the weight loss one of my ladies lost eight stone and I got to see her progress doing that which was just for me such a, a nice thing to help and and it was for her it was more about getting active so that she could actually look after her grandchildren and then now she's going cycling with her grandkids and I think like I've helped that journey um, and you know the emails that I get saying thank you obviously it's, just, it's really nice to have an impact on someone's life in that way it's amazing really and uh, I do feel like you know it's a really rewarding job. Yeah, it's absolutely life-changing stuff, isn't it? So well done to you both. Um, and we're looking forward to kind of watching your journeys. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Danielle and Faisal for bringing the energy into the room for that one. I think they gave us some really good tips and ones I'll certainly be taking on board. Yeah, there were some great tips there, Rosie. I think we can all take a bit of advice there from uh, Danielle and Faisal. And there's some great services on offer across the borough at our Be Well centres. And I've got a feeling that this next advert might be BUL related. We'll be back after the ad with Joe Mitchell. Looking to find your fitness? Your local BUL Leisure Centre has everything you need to achieve your goals. Whether you're wanting to hit the gym, go for a swim, try a group exercise class, or even discover a new sport, our all-inclusive membership has you covered across seven different locations. Discover your local Leisure Centre and join today at bewellwigan.org. Feel well, live well, be well. So welcome back to the Borough Life podcast. Joe, you're here again a year on. Please, can you introduce yourself and tell us what your job title is? Thank you for inviting me back a year on, so I mustn't have upset you first time round. So it's Joe Mitchell, Assistant Director, Customer Experience and Support. Thank you for having me back. I think, are you, Rosie, is Joe our first return guest? I think she is. Well done, Joe. I think you might be. I think you might be a record breaker. Oh, so is that really good? Is that like special guest status? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you'll be back this time next year as well and we'll just continue it on forever and ever. It'll be anniversary guests <laughs> yeah, every exactly. time. But the, the real reason, not just that you're one of our favourites, that's not the only reason we've invited you back, it's to talk about Here For You. So if you cast your mind back to this time last year, Here For You was kind of in its infancy, wasn't it? Um and it's still relevant today as it was back then and the cost of living crisis hasn't um, left us but there's been tons of progress hasn't there in here for you so please could you just give us a bit of an overview <laughs> give us a bit of an overview of the last 12 months in a couple of minutes so here for you you know when I was here 12 months ago as you said was in its infancy and we're, we're 12 months down the line and sadly it's still so relevant and still so needed so here for you is something that our residents and our customers can use to see what they're entitled to. It's something they can either use online to see what their entitlements are. We encourage customers to use it and not wait. If, if you're really struggling financially or if you're finding yourself where you're thinking, you know, those debts are really mounting, it's that message of don't wait, contact us whether that be online or over the phone, please get in touch with us and talk to us. We don't want people that are, you know, digitally excluded. There are people either face-to-face -face or over the phone that can get in touch with them. And we've tried to make it as inclusive as possible. So we've got messaging out there online. We've got leaflets. We've got people available in our libraries and our life centres 
So I don't know whether, you know, that's that's two minutes. It's probably not two minutes. I was but... gonna say, that's pretty good. Brilliant. Thanks, Joe. I think that was a really good summary. Really, I'm going to, like I said 12 months ago, you two have worked really closely on this campaign. So I'm going to kind of take a back step now. And, and Rosie and Joe, you, you two can just have a chat. We love our chats, Rosie, don't we? We do. We've been working with Citizens Advice, Wigan Borough, and loads of different other partners to deliver events, online messaging. Why has it been so important to bring so many different people on board? I feel it's important because it's not something that we can deliver alone. The cost of living crisis is impacting many households. And the cost of living crisis is something that impacts us all. You'll have seen that we've done some events online on, on Facebook where we've had Age UK on, we've had Citizens Advice Wigan Borough on, where we've we've run some events online, where we've had some question and answer sessions. And I think it's important to do that so our residents can see that it's not just about the council there to help. They've got Citizens Advice Bureau, they've got Age UK. I think we've had the fire service on as well. I'm not going to be able to list them all in this time. But we've had lots of different services on our partner organisations. We've got a broad spectrum of agencies out there that can help them through this cost of living crisis in partnership with the council. Yeah, and I think what's been evident to me during those Q&As is just how many experts there are available from those organisations. So I'd really encourage anyone who's listening who might be struggling, just reach out and, and there are people on hand to help. So one of the things I just wanted to pick up with you, Joe, was our warm welcoming spaces and the community sector and how... how the VCFSE sector, that's a mouthful, um, mm-hmm. is a real credit to our borough and they've brought together these warm welcoming spaces. I think there's over 80 this year and last year we saw over 4,000 visitors to them. So I was wondering what you think the impact of those spaces has been on local people. They've been an absolute lifeline and we're so proud to have them again this year. We've also got them in our 15 libraries. So we've seen many visitors and they're an absolute lifeline for our many residents. They're also for not just about keeping warm, because we've seen energy prices soar again, you know, uh, but also from a, a loneliness perspective. Again, they've just been fantastic. We've had a fantastic response from our voluntary sector. I actually was lucky enough to visit one of our warm welcoming spaces at St Jude's in Poolstock. I had the best day ever. It was a lovely kind of community atmosphere. Everyone was so welcoming. Obviously, it was in the name, but we were all having a brew. It was just before Christmas, so we were making some Advent wreaths. And what I really found special about the experience was there was one lady who couldn't make it on the week that I attended, and 20 people must have asked, where is she? Is she all right? And I just thought that that looking out for each other was really inspiring. That kind of sums up what it's all about. Definitely. I don't think many people realise as well that we have some our leisure facilities our be well offer also has them you can go into our leisure facilities for that well warm welcoming space as well yeah definitely and i think you know it's been a cold winter but like you say the key point there is that it's about community and meeting people and not being afraid to go and find some new people because you will receive a warm welcome yeah so thanks joe for coming back on um i'm sure we'll see you again in the future on the podcast uh, but it's been brilliant to have you on and thank you so much for inviting me for a second time And I look forward to my third invite. Third time lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So thanks, Joe, for that insight into Here For You Cost Of Living campaign. As we said, Joe was our first guest and here she is 12 months on. 
still working hard to help residents across our borough. Yeah, and I've got a bit of a quiz for you, Rosie, now. So first up, if people have heard about that Here For You campaign and want to access some of the services, where can they find a bit more info? So if you head to our website, wigan.gov.uk forward slash here for you, or if you don't have access to the internet, just head into one of our life centres or libraries, ask for help as soon as you can, um, and we'll we'll be there to point you in the right direction. You don't have to go through it all alone. Second question, if anybody wants to know more about Borough Life, the magazine, Borough Life Plus, the podcast, go back and listen to a year's worth of episodes. Where do they do that, Rosie? It's a good job I know my links, isn't it? So head to <laughs> wigan.gov.uk forward slash Borough Life for the magazine, our Borough Life Plus pages. Or if you want to listen to the podcast or any of the episodes we've got in our back catalogue, just head to Spotify, Apple Music, Acast, all your major streaming platforms. I've always wanted to say that. And they'll all be there waiting for you. Thanks, Rosie. Two from two. Great answers. <laughs> you passed the test. I'll see you back here for February's episode. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye from me. See you next time. Thank you.